What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. All right, yeah, welcome back. Today is July 2nd. We got a long weekend here. First time we're getting the uh, oddballs back together in a while. Um, how you guys been? Good. Good? Yeah, you ready for the holiday? Yeah, I'm ready for the holiday. What, you, you got any plans for July 4th? Nah, not really. I'm just probably just hang out, do a little barbecue. Yeah, a little barbecue. I hear you. What about you, Ray? Uh, my barbecue's tomorrow with my uh, my family's house. Or not my family's house, my uncle's house. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's tomorrow, Monday, July 4th. I'll probably actually be working, so. Awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, well, everybody out there, eat good food, drink a couple beers. Today, we are talking wide receivers. So... You guys go ahead and uh, let me know what's good, what's going on. All right. So, yeah, so it's uh, obviously been a little while since we've all been together and kind of talked about some things, but this was the kind of the topic we were uh, mulling over in the meantime. So uh, basically the gist of it is we're looking at the, the cliff for wide receivers, which is the age 30 season. So we're going to look at the kind of the history of wide receivers who were ended the season 30 or older over the past five years. And then we're going to look at some wide receivers who are falling into that category this year, as well as some of the guys next year, as uh, and just a couple of other things centered around wide receivers and moving on from uh, wide receiver ones. So uh, that's kind of the gist. So this list that we have, it's we have the wide receivers ranked based off of a per game basis. So that's kind of where we have them uh, listed at and split. You know, wide receivers finish between one and ten, eleven and twenty. So every ten spots essentially going on. What we need to decide, Rich, is we have examples of a wide receiver like uh, in 2021, Antonio Brown, who on a per-game basis was a top-10 wide receiver at 17.3 points per game. But the problem is he only played in seven games, so he finished outside the top 50 as a wide receiver. How do we feel about including him as a top 50 wide receiver then? He's wide receiver 52 on a total points basis, but... Again, the issue is he only played seven games. And then we have a similar situation the following year. We only played seven games, and he was wide receiver 91 on a total points basis, but he was wide receiver 43. So inside the top 50 on a per game, but outside the top 50. Do we want to include them in our calculations or not? He was productive for those seven games. That's about half the fantasy season, right? Yeah, but if you're going and you're going through and you're ranking these guys, like he, you know, technically, like in last year, he was wide receiver seven on a per game basis, but he yeah. only plays half the season for you. You can't take him as your number one wide receiver. You know what I mean? You have to take him at you. least as a minimum of a wide receiver three. So I'm, I'm with you. I favor points per game. Yeah. Or so total. It, it wasn't even that. It's the combination of the two. Is that's kind of to kind of put it in perspective yeah. to kind of avoid things like that. Yeah. So total points. I mean, I, I know Ezekiel right. Elliott has had. Uh, I saw a video about him having. A bad points per game, uh, even though he finished, I think RB six this year. And right after, that's because he doesn't usually finish I, games. Yeah, I, I right after I, that was right after I traded for him. So that feels good. That feels yeah, good. That always is a good feel. All right. So then, for our <laughs> sake, we're going to exclude wide receivers who didn't finish in the top fifty on a total points basis as well, even if they did on a per game basis. So, so. this is to kind of give everybody perspective. So in twenty twenty one. We have no wide receivers who finished in the top 10 on a per-game basis so, who were over 30 by the end of the season. So, again, that's the key. These are wide receivers who were over 30 by the end of the season. Adam Thielen finished as wide receiver 15 on a per-game basis, and he averaged 15.4 points per game. He played in 13 games, though, so he missed f- four games last season. Uh, you but, said he's 30, going to be 35? Uh, thir- no, he was... Uh, 35. I don't know where you heard I'm 35. Sorry, he was wide know. receiver 15. Oh, 15. How old is he now? He's is 33 or something 33. like that. I don't. Okay, know. he's only 31. Okay, I'm I'm crazy. That's why. 30, okay. 15. Yeah, you said. 15. Well, he's 31 now. He'll yeah, be 31. 32 by the end of the season, right. right? So. Yeah, he feels like he's been playing forever. Yeah, he August. has. He'll be 32 before the season. He'll be 32 August before the season. August 22nd. Okay, yeah. So, so exactly the point. So. 
So, again, he was wide receiver 15 on a per-game basis. After that, we didn't have another wide receiver over 30 until we get to Cole Beasley at wide receiver 47, A.J. Green at wide receiver 49, and Marvin Jones at wide receiver 50. So, just to be clear, no wide receiver over 30 last year finished on a per-game basis as a top 10, uh, anywhere from 21 to 30 or 31 to 40. So, you're kind of flex play as wide receivers. So, the only wide receiver over 30 last year who would be considered a consistent fantasy starter, essentially, in a 10-team redraft would be Adam Thielen. And then Beasley, A.J. Green, and Marvin Jones would have flex been plays. flex plays in a deeper league, essentially, because, again, they're all wide receiver 41 to 50 on a per-game basis. So it's not particularly impressive when you look at it that year. Some of the years prior to that are a little bit better. We'll move into 2020. Um, and just, I'm sorry, for another piece of context for this, this is during the fantasy season. So I did not include week 18 in 2021 when most se- fantasy seasons are done because nobody plays their championship in, in week 18 because you have to yeah. worry about people resting and all that. And any ACs, any season before that, it's weeks 1 to 16. We're not including week 17. So it does include the fantasy playoffs as well. Right, it includes the fantasy year. So yeah. the entire fantasy year. So in 2020... We have Adam Thielen finish as wide receiver 8 on a per-game basis. He played 14 games, so he only missed two, so that was good. That was his age 31 season, I believe. But again, he dropped off after that and finished as wide receiver 15 last year, and he's probably going to fall even further again this year based off the trends. Julio Jones was wide receiver 13 on a per-game basis, 16.2 points per game. He only played nine games that season, but he did still finish as a top 50 wide receiver overall. Julio hit that cliff. Yeah, Julio hit that cliff quick. Wow. That that's kind of the point of what I mean, we're going through. It's weird. It's you know obviously you, you always see it coming, but when it happens, it's like damn. Yeah, you know, it's tough it, to see sometimes. It's tough, dude. Know. It's like he was so good and so dominant for all of our twenties, like. So Cole Beasley was wide receiver twenty nine. He had thirteen point eight points per game. He played in fifteen games. So then again, think he's wide receiver twenty nine per game in 2020. 2021, wide receiver forty seven. Dropped off by you know almost 20 spots there. Marvin Jones Jr. wide receiver 35, 12.7 points per game. Again, following huge year, drop off for him, yeah. huge drop off. Wide receiver 50 on a per game basis. Uh, then we get to wide receivers finished 41 to 50. We had Emmanuel Sanders who was wide receiver 47 with 11 points per game, and T.Y. Hilton who was wide receiver 14. And I've lost how many points per game he had, but it was less than 11 points per game because he was beneath Emmanuel Sanders. So. Uh, Again, it's really you're looking at like maybe one in the top 10, one in the top 20. It's kind of it's it's not deep as far as wide receivers over 30 go as far as the back. And we're not talking about scrub players here. We're talking about guys who were fantasy relevant for a large portion of their careers. So now, again, going back to 2019, we probably should have done this from 2017 and we kind of should, gone yeah, forward. We should, we should probably went. <laughs> do we want to switch it now or do we want to just keep going? Oh, we'll keep going. Stick All with right. the order we're yeah. at now. All right. You know, lessons learned. Yeah. So we have Julio Jones, who finished as wide receiver three on a per-game basis in 2019 with 18.5 points per game, and he played 14 games. So, again, wide receiver three to wide receiver 13 to not a top 50 wide receiver in 2021. That's kind of what happens when you hit that age 30 season. So So, uh, what year was that, 2019? 2019, he was wide receiver three. And now he was... 2020, he was wide receiver 13, and then last year he didn't even finish in the top 50. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So what, what are the numbers on the next guy? Same ones. So uh, Julian Edelman is the other guy who finished as a top 10 wide receiver in 2019. His last year there with Tom Brady is kind of the only wide receiver. He was wide receiver 7 on a per-game basis, 16.7 points. And then uh, he was actually like 32 or, or 33. He was older. Julian Edelman is the kind of the guy who was the exception to this with the being older, but he's also a slot receiver for Tom Brady. Did he retire after that season? Yeah. That was his last season playing. And Tom Brady had moved on to Tampa Bay in 2020. So that was his last season that Edelman played. He played with Tom Brady. And uh, then after that, nobody finished through 11 and 12. in wide receiver 11 through 20. Golden Tate was wide receiver 29, 13.4 points per game. Kind of an anomaly there for Golden Tate, who wasn't too relevant before that, but we include him just to give all the wide receivers over 30. Cole Beasley, wide receiver 35. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver 41, and Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver 44. So let's actually look at Larry Fitzgerald there to give an example of a guy. So in 2017, Larry Fitzgerald was wide receiver four on a per-game basis. He had 16.5 points per game and played in 15 games. So he missed one game in 2017. Following year in 2018, and uh, he was wide receiver 37 
on a per game basis with 11.5 points per game. So he lost five points per game there. And then in 2019, wide receiver 44 with 11.3 points per game. So again, that cliff came quick for Larry Fitzgerald as well once he hit, you know, his over age 30 seasons. Another example of a guy like that, uh, A.J. Green. Wide receiver 17 on a per-game basis in uh, 2018. He only played nine games, but he still finished as a top 50 wide receiver. And then we don't see him again crack the top 50 until he did it in 2021 as wide receiver 49, playing 10 games for the uh, – or I'm sorry, getting 10 points per game and 15 games for the Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. So, But, again, you're looking, talking about 10 points per game. So, I mean, you you see the drop-off comes for these guys. Emmanuel Sanders, again, we, uh, we saw earlier, wide receiver 47 and wide receiver 41. He was wide receiver 18 in 2018. So, again, 2018, he's wide receiver 18. 2021, he goes in to be wide receiver 41, and then he's wide receiver 47, and then he wasn't even a top 50 wide receiver last year. So... We could continue going through all the rest of the list, but I think we kind of made the point here with some other guys. Uh, let's just yeah. move down and go to, like, so Michael Crabtree is a wide receiver, 12 in 2017. And then in 2018, he's, you know, he's done. Doug Baldwin, 2017, he was wide receiver, 18. And then 2018, he was wide receiver, 41. So the point is that the wide receivers who are 30 tend to drop off pretty quickly. They might have a top 10 top 20 wide receiver year in them when they hit their age 30 season, but it looks like they drop off pretty quickly. So the averages right. over those years, and I know I've been going on a while here. No, but you're, you're good. We're gonna we're gonna jump I, ship I, soon. I think and there's good a, conclusions to be made from this. Though. Yeah, yeah go ahead. we're gonna jump ship real quick, and I'm gonna bring you guys in in a minute. I'm just gonna give it. So over the past five years, we have had five wide receivers who are 30 or older by the end of the season finish in the side the top 10. So that's one per year on average. We've had seven wide receivers finish inside the uh, 11 to 20 over the past five years. So 1.4 wide receivers in that range per year. Five, per, five over the past five years have finished 21 to 30. Five have finished in the 31 to 40 range. And then 14 have finished in the 41 to 50 range. So as far as a top 10 wide receiver, top 20 wide receiver, there's only going to be one guy in each of those categories yeah. that are over 30. So two per year. Uh, two per year, essentially. Yeah. Which is, like, obviously, like, when you're playing Dynasty, it's like, do not trade for these guys. Like, no, do I mean, not trade. Like, you are, what are you getting out of it? Like, honestly, and really, I guess depends. not even do not trade for it is, I think most people know do not trade for it dump those guys at this point. You need to dump and run well, while you still have value in them before they hit that four, uh, wide receiver 40, 47 season. Yeah, because at that point you're getting what, a fourth? Though. But you can still take somebody for like a second right now. Yeah, if you yeah, got that, but like if I'm right there and I'm ready gearing up for the push, I'm, I'm going for the championship. Yeah, but I'm talking about... tells me Devontae I'm, Adams is available who's yeah. approaching maybe 30, right? Alright, let's see where Devontae Adams is. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Let's just see the, where he ends up. This is, this is good talk because we need to give context to this. So, we're talking, so typically we'll see about <laughs> seven wide receivers finish inside the uh, top, uh, what's it called, the top 40 overall. Right, yeah, per year. Yeah. Per year. Mm -hmm. So I've got seven guys who are fantasy relevant over the past several years that are all going to be 30 plus, and we kind of have to decide who's going to fit where, and this is even including some of the other guys, so let's talk about it. So just so, me and Rich just get here to, and sit here and critique your list? Aside no, it's, it's not my list. I'm going to give you the guys who are – who I'm going to give you the seven guys who are fantasy relevant that are all going to be over 30, and we're going to discuss where we think they might fall. Like if we know only right. one of them is going to be in the top 10, which guy is that going to be? If only one's going to be top 20, 20, yeah, 20 top which guy okay. is that going to be? So I'm going to give it an alphabetical order, okay. not any – yeah. So alphabetical order based off last name. Wide receivers that will be 30 by oh, the end of the year. Let me uh, grab a piece of paper here so I can write this. By down. the end of the year. Do you need a piece of paper? Yeah, I'll get a piece of paper as well. Um, here, hold on. Sure. Yeah, just so you can write it down. So you have it in front of you. So, okay. all right, give it, give it to us. So, Devonte Adams. Okay. Keenan okay. Allen. Hold on, hold on, slow down. Okay, Keenan Allen. OBJ. OBJ. DeAndre Hopkins. Julio Jones. Tyler Lockett. Okay. And Robert Woods. All seven of those players will be 30 or older by the end of this season. So, And Julio Jones already over 30. And all these yeah. guys have been fantasy relevant recently. Now, Julio Jones is not 
on a team at the moment, I believe. And we're saying that they're going to f- – how many finish where? So one will be in the top One will be in 1 to 10. One will be in uh, 11 to 20. Okay. Or one and a half to so, – and then one 21 to 30. So maybe three between 11 and 30 total because we've got about a half – it's, again, about a half of a yeah, you know, yeah. finish in there. And then we'll have one finish 31 to 40. And then three of them will finish 41 to 50. Or 2.8. So, this, you know what I mean? So, seven players total will finish awesome. who are 30 or older typically have finished inside the top 50 on average for the past five years is how that works out. This, right. one, this one seems... So, I think the first two are kind of easy as far as who's going to be in the top 10 from the wide receivers who are over 30. And uh, if anyone disagrees, but Devontae Adams... To, to be honest, I think this is kind of cut and dry. I think it's pretty easy this year. I think we can do this. Okay. And I, I'm glad right, we got well, this on record because I let, think we can nail this. I'll let you take it, Rich, because I've been going on for a while. Yeah, if there's no injuries, if we were to oh, work oh, oh, no, you, have to, you can't just say if there's no saying, injuries. Because the injuries just, change everything. Yeah. I'm saying, I know, that's what I'm saying, but you got a clean season from. Yeah. I think we can nail this. Sure. Yeah, you get a clean season. Like, that would never happen. Hey, no, no, no. We're going to nail it either way. All right? Top 10? Mm hmm. Devontae Adams. All right. We'll pencil him in, Devontae Adams. Yep. I mean, I guess if you will. Eleven to twenty. Mm-hmm. Which guy would? Is there a guy you would take over Devontae Adams? Yeah, Keenan Allen. Allen. Keenan Allen. Mm, yeah. That's the that next one. Yeah. Keenan Allen's eleven to twenty. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. I'm, I got Robert Woods in in that area. Oh, Robert Woods. I got Robert Woods. Where do you have Devontae Adams? Number three. Devontae, 21 to 30, Devontae Adams? I mean, it's just like I have to rank the guy, so I'm putting Devontae Adams on number three. That's interesting. Yeah, because he's not playing Aaron Rodgers. And listen, what did we just talk about? Guys fall off a cliff. We don't know who it's going to be. Guys fall off a cliff. He's leaving the comfort of Green Bay playing with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, cool. He's going to play with his boy. Guess what? Going to play with your boy doesn't mean you're going to be just as good as you were during the prime of your career playing with Aaron Rodgers in the prime of his career, okay? He's going to play with Derek Carr, okay? I like Derek Carr. He's going to play with Derek Carr. And, and sorry, not Las Vegas, okay? So, I don't know. Is Devontae Adams going to be number one? Is he? Yeah, I think I can totally see you, you take a consensus, but... I'm at number three. So I was. Okay. I'm Robert I, Woods comeback season. So again, this is kind of where I'm looking at, like, if I just look at where they finished recently. Devontae Adams has typically finished as a top three wide receiver. Keenan Allen has typically been a, uh, you know, in the seven to ten range as far as that goes. I'm dropping both guys. I don't have Devontae Adams inside the top five. I, I don't believe I have him further back than that. Yeah. Because I think, like you said, it could be really. But I'm also moving Keenan Allen back from where he usually finishes, yeah. which was around the wide receiver ten. So that's mm-hmm. why I have Devontae Adams as the one finishing in one to ten. But I think it's the back half of one to ten. I think Keenan Allen. Dude, I don't think any of these guys finish in the top ten. Okay. Up. I don't think any of these. Maybe Keenan Allen finishes. In okay. eight to twelve, uh, I don't think anybody outside there. I think we're we're looking at guys that are down at like eighteen. I think you're sleeping okay. on Devontae Adams. I think I am too, but honestly, I think that maybe maybe I am. Um, uh, Devontae Adams is a very good player, obviously, but hey, guess what? He's old. Okay. Uh, he's old now, and he's going. He um, that's what I'm telling you. It's a major switch from going from Green Bay. Las Vegas. Yeah, but it's not he's going to a completely new quarterback. He played with the, uh, David Carr and Carr. I know. That's David what I'm saying. Carr. I know he has Derek a connection. Derek Carr. Derek Carr, yeah. <laughs> I know he has a connection with Derek Carr. But I'm connection. just saying, like, that could be, you know, a little bit, you know, people get, like, built up on that. Like, remember, Derek Carr is Derek Carr. He's not Aaron Rodgers, bro. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah. And also, Robert Woods, too, is just, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, that's just a guess. I, yeah, I, uh, this I'm, Robert Woods yeah. is even more surprised I'm, to me than you have Adams yeah. and you Allen think, flip a, because Robert Woods coming off and torn ACL going to a run-heavy team with Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback who did not look good for the second part of last season for the most yeah, part. That's so, where I'm, I'm so let's so 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 Rich so so. Coyle doesn't think any of them will finish inside, or Mike doesn't think any of them will finish inside the top ten. Yeah, except he, for maybe if, Allen. It may be Allen, so he would put Allen as the borderline top ten. Mm-hmm. Then you have Robert Woods as the one finishing Yeah, I'm still thinking, like, yeah, but he's, like, still finishing 20. Like, and then Devontae Adams in the 21 to 30 is where you're yeah, at. Yeah, I would say him and Woods might be like, around the so Okay, so we're, you and I are different. Yeah. So you you so you have yeah, what so my top two are locked in. Where I'm struggling is the middle. I think my the three in the top 50, I think this one's pretty easy. 
I think I can get the three, and then it becomes down to mm-hmm. who do I want to put as the top 30 guy in the 21 to 30 range and who I want to put in, in that 31 to 40 yeah. range. Okay, so you and I agree that we have Devontae Adams as the top 10, and then Keenan Allen will finish 11 somewhere in 11 to 20. Is that where you and I are yes, at? Yes, Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. We're on the same page. Okay. Here. Yes. So then who are you looking at to finish in the 21 to 30 range? That I'm, not, I'm still working that out. Okay, so I, I have decided that that will be DeAndre Hopkins. That's the guy. Like, I'm... I want to put him there, but uh-uh. so, he's, he's missing no. six games. He's no, missing hang six on, games. though. Let's talk about the other guys that we're talking about. Julio Jones is not even on a team at yeah, the moment. Yeah, he's in my – He's probably the bottom. Did you Julio, agree with that as yes. well, Coyle? Of all these guys, Julio Jones is – Oh, I OBJ is last. I OBJ thought he wasn't is, playing. Julio, OBJ. OBJ might be available for a month at the end of the year. Yeah, that's why I put him last. Okay. Yeah. So OBJ well, or Julio Jones would be at the bottom then. So we're really what we're oh, talking. Oh, I put uh, Julio Jones at four. I got Julio OBJ. He's not even on the team, and he's thirty-three. Oh, is he on the team? I'm he's not even on the team right now. We'll, we'll come. I'm, I'm between <laughs> Woods and Hopkins. All right, OB, I think Julio Jones is now. Right. Yeah, let me change that up real quick. Um, so Julio Jones is at that's six wrong. now. All right, I can. I can so yeah, we're looking at. So, so that's what I mean. We're looking at a, a pass-heavy team with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray there. Like DeAndre Hopkins might still be productive, maybe not. But I, again, Robert Woods, the pass-heavy offense with Ryan Tannehill, and they just brought. You know, they drafted Traylon Burks, even though that's not working out. They also drafted the the speedy. What was it? Kyle Phillips, I think, was the other guy they added. Um, and I just we don't know how much they're going to pass it all to begin with. So. Where, so you said you're deciding between Hopkins and Woods as far as 21 to 30. And yeah. then, so I got I to lock it. I'm ready. Slot it into that fourth spot. I have I have lock it in the fourth spot as well. I actually. have lock it in the five spot. Okay, so that's I got, where. I got Hopkins in the five right. spot. So, so I'm the, the lowest top. on Robert Woods is essentially yeah. what it is. I have I would have Robert Woods. I think that's very, also house. very logical to be below Robert, Robert yeah, Woods. Yeah, yeah. But I think I like it, dude. I don't know, man. Uh, I think, you know, you, you have the emergence of Cooper Cup. Robert Woods is a good wide receiver, you know, in real life. Uh, and obviously, on yeah. he's on Tennessee now, and I know that. I've I've been I've had Tannehill in one of my leagues for the last like three or four years, and like mostly redrafts. And uh, yeah, I see how that works out usually. So so let's start so, from the top and run through it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so one, we we have Devontae Adams. Yeah, you guys do yours. We have Devontae Adams. Mike, Mike has Keenan two. Allen. Mm-hmm. Two. You and I have Keenan Allen finishing eleven somewhere in eleven to twenty. Yes. I got Mike has that as Robert Woods yeah. finishing probably at like about 20. 21 to 30. I have DeAndre Hopkins. I have Woods. You have Robert Woods, and Mike has Devontae Adams. Yeah, I have Adams, yeah. 31 to 40. I have Tyler Lockett. You have DeAndre Hopkins. And Mike has, I have Lockett as well. Has Lockett as well, okay. And then forty-one to fifty is is where we kind of is where the other three guys that are left are fall. So we all agree that Julio Jones and Robert Wood, or I'm sorry, Julio Jones and OBJ are falling in that. Yeah, yeah I mean that's right. like you might as well just put them at six or seven. I mean they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So and I got Lockett in there with them. Yeah. You got Lockett in there with them. Yeah. Who's the other guy that we would have? Oh, I have Robert Woods in there with them, and you would have DeAndre Hopkins in there with them. I have Hop- my my five, six, seven is Hopkins, Jones, OBJ. Okay, so, uh, yeah. And then here are some other guys that are also going to be 30 by the end of the season or already over 30 that we didn't even include when we were contacting this. So these are the seven guys that we so like, I don't know, maybe if we want to bump Julio Jones or OBG, OBG out for one of these guys. So we've got Jarvis Landry. Okay. Adam Thielen. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. for the Jaguars. Some people are talking about him, possibly. A.J. Green for the Cardinals, with, you know, DeAndre Hopkins being suspended. Uh, Devontae Parker, I believe he went to the Patriots. Jamison Crowder, who went to the Bills. Sterling Shepard for the Giants. Randall Cobb for uh, the Green Bay Packers. So, again, these guys are borderline fantasy relevant, but is there any one of these guys that you would say, let's throw out Julio Jones or OBJ and put one of these guys, like Jarvis yeah. Landry, Adam Thielen? I could, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind tossing out um, Robert Woods, uh, OBJ, Julio, and I could plug in Thielen, Landry, and Randall Cobb. In those areas. I mean, what does this mean, though, at the end of the day for you guys, like as it, far as, like, Dynasty goes? Like, what is, what is this all? So, some takeaways is, is go for listen to the wide receivers that we're talking about and how they fall off quickly. What you need to do is you need to realize that 
I, I wouldn't be sitting there telling myself that all of my wide receivers are going to be the exception to this rule. Like, I'm not mm. – if I have Devontae Adams, I'm looking to trade him and get rid of him. And it's just yeah, from okay. everything else that I see from, like, talking not just in our league, but, like, listening to the other fantasy shows and shows like that, like, nobody seems to be that concerned about Devontae Adams like they should be. I think, yeah, And it's be. like it's, – it's not even just a matter of his skill. It's a matter of what history shows us with wide receivers over 30. When you want to look at the context of everything, that's what I mean. It, it's like you can tell, well, Devontae Adams, it's like, well, what about Keenan Allen being the exception to the rule? You know, you can't just, you know, you can't decide that all of these guys this year are going to be the exception to the rule when that's history is yeah, over the past five years has shown us it's not been the case. So these are guys you got to look to start getting ready to offload. And yeah, like, I, I'm looking to offload all of these guys. Try, I mean, try I mean, to find yeah. the... Try to find the people in your league who are like trying to win now, or maybe don't think that these guys are going to hit the cliff like they're going to do. Yeah. Like everybody's going to tell themselves, like, no, this this guy is going to be Julian Edelman, and he's going to continue to produce yeah, into I, his thirty three year old. I season. think it's it's really concerning when because we I did a I know I sent it to you to a breakdown of our own personal league's uh, age <laughs> range and. You know, uh, all three of us have, are like you know under that like twenty. We're I think we're all under twenty four point eight. Like we're all younger teams. But you look at some of the guys that have older teams who are also not guys that are suit. Like these are like mid range teams. Last year, you know, guys, their team. Their team average is twenty seven. But keep in mind, we have a thirty man roster that includes all these random rookies. And what I'm saying is that like there's definitely people out there that exist that have, like, there's people that are out there, you have multiple of these guys on your team. You need to, it's fine if you want to hold on to one lottery ticket, but if you're holding on to, like, three of these, if you have Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, and Robert, and and Devontae Adams on your team, say you have all three of them, dude, I think you have to. You're going to be in trouble soon. You're going to be in trouble very soon. This is important as well, because I also have something else that I wanted to bring up with this, which I was, uh, we're working to, is next year, you have so we have these seven guys right now that we've talked about. Maybe we want to throw Thielen and Landry in there over Julio yeah, Jones probably, and OBJ. So next year, this group of wide receivers will all be thirty or older to end the season. So this will be the end of the twenty twenty three season. Yeah. The end of the twenty twenty three okay. season. All right. Mike Evans, okay. Stephon Diggs, okay. Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks. So, like you said, if you have groups of these guys, which you may very well have, like I think in our league, uh, Dizzle might have Tyree Kill and Brandon Cook. So, like, he's good for this year. But next year they're both going to be 30. So, logic tells us they're going to fall off. Yeah. And if you have something where it's like you maybe have Devontae Adams, you know, Mike Evans, and like you said, like, you know, Robert Woods or something, you have to realize that your three top receivers that you've been relying on for the past year or so, they're going to fall. You better be hitting all your picks. You better be hitting all your picks or you're going to be screwed. You need to move on to younger guys. You need to get picks. You you need to realize it now, not when they start underperforming. Especially because a lot of these guys have different situations. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, week four, the guys putting up his points for games are like what? Like, there's a very good possibility some of these guys are gonna be looking at nine PPG. Like, and it's like ten. Like, just because they haven't had the opportunity, week four rolls around. It's like you have to think about like when the sell opportunity is. You can sell them now while people are hyping their seasons up, while people are like, I'm gonna get a vet. And I'm going to get a guy that, like, you know, is a proven wide receiver. And if, you know, it's fine. Yeah, you got Keenan Allen, you hold on to him if that's your only vet. You know, it's fine. It's not a problem. But you have multiple guys. Like, you got to start thinking about, like, all right, well, if one of these dudes doesn't play well, like, yeah. he's his – his, like, it's tanked. He's tanked. Yeah, your value is tanked. Look. Yeah, take a serious look at your situation. Yeah. Like, if you're pushing for a championship, you can hold a couple of those Yeah, guys. for sure. At the end sure. of the day – that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Like, I, like I, a lot of people get lost in it, and they're like, "Oh, I get so much value and so much value." We're here to win championships. Absolutely. Like getting value is great. Like that's awesome. Cool. Congrats. You got value. Guess what? I got the championship belt. Like, <laughs> and I won the money. Damn, so this is, this is you winners go talk. We got the winners corner. You go day. ahead over there with your value. I'm gonna be over here with my belt and my money. Okay. All right. All right. So there's a place for them in the right situation. Absolutely. Right? So you need to assess where you're at and yeah, your where, how good is your right? team. Yes. Do I seriously have a chance to contend? Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't. So yeah. I should probably sell one of these two of these pieces if yeah. I can. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe this this might be my last year to compete. Like this is my last window with these guys. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna ride it out, and then we'll go for the rebuild after that. Yeah. So it, and. You know, yeah, and it is fluid. The situation—it is yeah. definitely fluid, as all things always are. And let me throw this out there: as far as you know, for a startup dynasty league, you need to be 
thinking about this drop off for the wide receivers as well because this is again we've talked about it before but you want to you want to start with some core young wide receivers and then kind of add these guys. That's like if you're doing a redraft league, you don't want to do something where, like, you know, I'm going to take Devontae Adams in the first and, like, oh, look, you know, Tyree Kill's still valuable in the second round and I'm going to take it. And it's like, yeah, that's great for this year, but this isn't a redraft league. It's a dynasty league. And both of those guys are probably going to be outside the top 20 next year. So, like, you know, you're over. You, you've got to start looking at these younger guys and you got to find these young guys that are going to break out. You got to find. Debo Samuel before he becomes Debo Samuel last year. You know what I mean? You got to find well, Michael Pittman and T. Higgins. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were the same. They come drafted around the same spot last year. Yeah, but again, if you look at their careers, though, that it made sense because they had both typically finished but, relatively similarly. But yeah, he broke out. There's for any rhyme or reason a to new it, quarterback. But you try and find those guys. So. Uh, with that as well, as far as uh, the next topic we're going to talk about, that is replacing these wide receiver ones. So. I feel like when I listen to other shows and, uh, you know, I talk about it with people and fantasy and all that, we have this kind of feeling where, like, wide receivers are kind of like running backs, where when the wide receiver one from a team moves on or is going to get replaced, that it's like the wide receiver of the two of the team that kind of steps in and fills in that role. And I think that's what, like, some people are projecting this year in some places with, like, Devontae Absley, like, well, it'll be Alan Lazard. And, like, in Kansas City, like, well, Miko Hardman, they've been grooming for that role. But Yeah, well, he's not going to be the one. No, no, I understand. Yeah. But that, I'm just yeah. giving an example of where, like, this is, how you, this is how people think Maybe, it's going to go. Maybe someone someone believes Miko yeah. Hardman might be the wide receiver yeah. one. I wish I had him. Let so. me give another. Uh-huh. So I, I have one idea. So. You want him? My, my counter. Uh, yeah, he's going to be the wide receiver one, right? So my argument would be is, like, that's not how it tends to work out. And let's take a look at some of these guys who have finished in the top, you know, 10, 20 over the past couple seasons and kind of what happened with the replacement. So Larry Fitzgerald, again, in 2017, he was wide receiver four. No one ever stepped in and filled Larry Fitzgerald role. They eventually traded for DeAndre Hopkins because nobody, they kept drafting wide receivers. Nobody stepped in. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. Christian Kirk became their wide receiver one. They, it, it wasn't working out with him, and they ended up having to trade and grab DeAndre Hopkins. Antonio Brown. We all thought Juju Smith-Schuster was going to take over Antonio Brown's role when he left. Antonio Brown leaves, and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson leads the teams in targets, receptions, and touchdowns, and Chase Claypool led the team in yards, and Juju didn't lead the team in any of those things, since, like, uh, we thought it was going to be handed over to Juju. Uh, real quick, do we, uh, how we feel about Claypool this year? You guys up or down? Uh, down. By low? No? no? I'm down. I, I think uh, yeah, the pick I think, is, I think he's done. Yeah. I, I think the pickings draft was yeah. this is goodbye to Claypool. Yeah, now in the coffin, huh? Oh. Yeah. All right, go on. Go so, on. We're all on the same page. Right? Yep. Julio Jones. It looked like Calvin Ridley was going to move into that next spot, but then he had all this stuff happen off the field that kept him from playing. Yeah. So maybe that might have worked out. If he had only just beat somebody up instead of betting on a football game, then he would be able to play football. Yeah. Julian Edelman was the number Unlucky. one. Unlucky, dude. Julian Edelman was the number one wide receiver on the Pacers for a while, and then Jacoby Myers ends up being the number one, and he was like third or fourth on the depth chart. Uh, Adam Thielen. We thought, you know, Stephon Diggs might emerge in that role. They traded Stephon Diggs and drafted Justin Jefferson. OBJ. Did the Giants ever get anybody? I think they, what, they traded for Kenny Holiday? They drafted Darius Darius Slayton before that. It was Darius Slayton before that they had drafted to be the guy. So, like, but again, the point was, but again, the point was the second wide receiver in-house didn't become that number one wide receiver. A.J. Green after he left the Bengals. And we thought it might have been Tyler Boyd. Then they drafted T. Higgins. Then they drafted Jamar Chase. Uh, Doug Baldwin. We thought maybe Tyler Lockett would be the guy. No, they drafted E.K. Metcalf the, the year after they're done with Doug Baldwin. So... Is like those, like you know, Tyler Lockett had a year as the wide receiver one b- before DK Metcalf showed up. You know, Tyler Boyd had a year as the wide receiver one before you know T Higgins got there. But basically, the thought that the wide receiver two on the team is going to become that wide receiver one when the wide receiver one leaves or moves, I think is incorrect. And so I don't think I would be banking on that if I'm a team looking at it like you know, like I'm not. Not to be down on guys, but like looking at Chris Godwin, I don't think Chris Godwin is going to play replace Mike Evans when Mike Evans is off the team in two years. I think they're going to draft somebody else or trade for somebody to be Mike uh, Evans, and Chris Godwin will kind of maintain that. Now it's still high volume role. number two yeah, you role. Keep the same role. But so this is so I, basically this is a kind of way to say I'm I'm, I'm not buying Alan Lazard moving into the number one wide receiver role for Devontae <laughs> Adams. That's almost as bad as McCarr. I, I mean so. <laughs> 
because even think about the way that situation's unfolded, where Jordy Nelson was there. Christian Watson out there. Came on at the end of the year. They got Sammy Watkins. But oh, you know it's Watkins season. I forgot about that season. Jordy Nelson was there. Randall Cobb was the two. We thought maybe Randall Cobb could be the guy. No, it ended up being Devontae Adams, who was three, four on the depth chart. What a carousel players that Rodgers is in the play with. What a cast. What a cast, dude. Yeah, this is like worse. That no, it's not. McNabb and the McNabb was worse. I mean, that was my worst. I mean, the Devontae Adams is better than any wide Well, yeah. Except for T.O. Yeah, the, but like also, yeah, we didn't, yeah. And not only that, T.O. wasn't years. exactly the biggest McNabb. But anyway, and he was here for one season. Yeah, anyway, and all I'm saying is that. It was James be, Rash and Todd Pankston and, and Kevin Curtis. You and, could be a champion if you eat a McDonald's. So, anyway, back to our McDonald's. So here's the point. If I'm looking to, if I'm looking at these guys and I have Devontae Adams, I have Mike Evans, I have Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, I think, would be the best example because I was earlier in the offseason, I was higher on Mike Williams because I thought he might take that role. After kind of looking at it and kind of evaluating Mike Williams, where I'm not sure that Mike Williams is going to take Keenan Allen's role as the number one wide receiver on this team. I don't like just the history shows that it tends to not happen. So if it's not going to be Mike Williams, who is the guy going to be? You know what I mean? Like so, be a rookie. Next year, it could be a rookie. Right. Next year, could be somebody on the buried on the depth chart this year who's just kind of stuck behind them. Be a free agent. So I think that's important when you're looking to replace these guys. And again, like Mike Evans, like if I have Mike Evans, I wouldn't sell everything to get Chris Godwin because I don't know that when Mike Evans leaves, Chris Godwin's value goes up significantly. I think it might go up a little bit, but I don't think he ends up taking over that wide receiver one role that Mike Evans might have had. And Tampa Bay is a little different because they've been kind of split as far as who's the wide receiver one over the past few years. It's been a little more balanced. That's a nifty situation, too, because how many years does Brady have? Exactly. Do you want a piece of that offense when Brady's gone? Exactly. So... I guess the Chargers are a better example with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams because you got Justin Herbert there, who's a young stud quarterback, and Keenan Allen's about to hit the age 30 season. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams had Here's his a prime part, example. Last prime year, example. Mike Williams had his first season with 50 or more catches. That was his first year, and it took seven. You know, he had to have the extra. He still missed time last year, so you know. It's something you, again, we talk about all these wide receivers that are going to be 30 or older in the next two years and how they're going to move on. You've got to be looking at these younger guys who are going to emerge. You've got to look at these guys who are third or fourth on the depth chart that have some talent or some upside that could emerge. You've got to be looking at these upcoming rookies and college players that are going to be coming out because, you know, like if Deontay Johnson moves on from the Steelers, I'm not betting on Chase Claypool to become the guy. I would bet more on George Pickens or, you know, Calvin Austin to emerge as the next wide receiver that is the focal point of that team, not the wide receiver two on the team. So is, do you feel any differently? Do you have any other examples or anything you can think of as far as, you know, anything you want to add, essentially, I guess? No, I think you're on to something. Um, I think just to, like, narrow it down a little bit more, like – Use some of the stuff that we, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, size, stuff that, like, you can kind of narrow your list a little bit more. Like, in, like you said with Pittsburgh, Calvin Austin and George Pickens. Like, Calvin Austin's just one of the smaller dudes. Like, he's probably not going to be the fo- – like, he probably wouldn't be. So that leaves you with Pickens. Like, that's where your bet, your logical bet would be, would be Pickens. Yeah. Right? And see, like, you could kind of – Kind of maneuver your way through the situations and, and maybe increase your probability, your odds a little bit on hitting that next guy. Yeah. And you have to understand too, too, like, because I just saw you know a thing recently in one of our apps for George Pickens. It was like you know it said George Pickens will have a limited role in the Steelers' offense this upcoming season. You know, you hear that, you kind of get nervous, but stop and think about it real quick. It's like, you know, well, Deontay Johnson's there, Chase Claypool's there. They're not just gonna you know bench those yeah, guys yeah, for him. And then you've got a. Uh, the other guy, Calvin Austin, they drafted will probably play in the slot and they'll probably move Deontay Johnson to the outside, basically. But that doesn't mean George Pickens isn't going to emerge in the one wide receiver role next year. It doesn't mean that, you know, maybe he starts by the end of the season. By the end of the season, exactly. So that's, you have to read through that stuff on your own. You have to see the situations unfolding and realize what's going to happen. So, like, an example in our startup draft last year was I looked at the Brown situation. I saw Jarvis Landry and OBJ, both on expensive contracts that they weren't living up to the standards for. Both going to be 20, they were both 29 last season. They're going to be 30 in this upcoming season. And I said basically the, the Browns are going to have to move on and find a new wide receiver one for their team. And so I drafted both Donovan Peoples Jones and Anthony Schwartz with the logic of these are the most recent draft pick wide receivers. They have the best shot to emerge after these two guys move on. So, like, thinking like that and 
again, they've now traded for Amari Cooper and drafted David Bell, so that doesn't necessarily work out, but it's the kind of thinking you need to have because Donovan Peoples-Jones is still going to have a role on the team, and Amari Cooper himself is going to be 30. David yeah. Bell was taken in the third round. In the third so you round. never know. Like, yeah, like right but these are the kind think of... Peoples-Jones has the leg up on Bell okay. for right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for Another sure. example, a better... Yeah, who's going to get baited into picking Amari Cooper and redraft? <laughs> that's. I feel like that's a crap. Let, yeah, it is. Go ahead. Let me give a better example. Is uh, I looked at the Vikings offense, and I saw you have Justin Jefferson, who's obviously going to be their young wide receiver one there, but then the other guy is Adam Thielen, who, like we've talked about, is over his age 30 season, and I decided that I was going to grab K.J. Osborne, because if Adam Thielen moves out, K.J. Osborne will be the wide receiver two in the Vikings offense, and that has shown to have consistent fantasy value. Not like top 20 value, but he's a valuable flex play, and in a deep dynasty league like we're in, he's a, he's a startable player if he takes over that role for Adam Thielen, who's also been bagged up. And we saw when Adam Thielen went out last season, K.J. Osborne stepped in, and he was productive in the games where he was replacing Adam Thielen. So that's a better example because that's worked out for me for several games and Adam Thielen was out. But that's the kind of things you have to be looking for. You have to be looking for wide receivers that are aging on expensive contracts and, you know, might be getting moved and it's just one of those things where the guy might have two years left on his deal but if he's going to be 30 and 31 in those last two years and he's making a lot of money and he hasn't been as productive as he was when he was 27 teams are going to want to move on from them despite how you might feel from a fantasy perspective mm-hmm. yo how do you guys feel also sorry now I keep going side side cracking no, here, but we do have regraph season coming up very soon a lot of people are going to be feeling that um Brandon Cooks as like a guy that you can grab in your redraft, like especially like when you're playing locals, like you're playing your local, you know, maybe you're playing with guys from college or playing with guys from high school or you're playing your local league where not everybody's as keyed in. Like, I feel like Brandon Cooks is probably like a guy that's gonna be under the radar for casual fans. Like, you know, that you can probably not you're not gonna overdraft him, but you might be able to snag him pretty late in a redraft. Or you might even be able to snag him in your dynasty league from somebody that's not paying super good attention because he has even in the dynasty community not flown on the radar, but I mean a lot of people that play dynasty are not tapped into dynasty. He's always one of those dudes who are a little bit overlooked. Yeah, he has been, yeah. He's had He's played in eight seasons. He's had a thousand yards in six of those seasons and uh-huh. on four different teams. Yeah, I'm not talking about. Well, it doesn't about make being... sense why he's overlooked. Like, it yeah. Doesn't... Yeah. The only reason he didn't because the one year he, uh, I believe he got hurt. He was with the Rams in their try in their you know their the three of them Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks were all there. So he had a down season there, and I think he got injured or something in a year of the Patriots or something like that. But even that, he had a thousand yards a thousand yards with them in a season. But uh. Yeah, so I actually went through and re-ranked the wide receivers for as far as uh, redraft goes this year recently because I know I had done it before, but I did this again after the draft, and I had a lot of people changed. And again, like I said, like before I had Mike Williams up there at like you know seventeen because I thought he might take that role from Keenan Allen. He's dropped. He's down at wide receiver uh, twenty four because he's a, he's a welcome to the dark side. He's a he's a week to week kind of guy, <laughs> and like you know what my the main problem is is like there's no rhyme or reason to his weeks. You know what I mean? It's not like you know, this week he's playing this cornerback, and so he's going to nope. underperform it. He can no, play the just... worst corner in the league and get six points. He'll play the best corner in the league and get 30. It doesn't right. make any sense. But with that, I've also moved other guys up that were a little more consistent I feel might be more consistent. So, like, in place of him there, I have, you know, guys like Michael Pittman and Brandon Cooks are two guys that I moved up significantly more from where they were. So Michael Pittman's at 14 and Brandon Cooks is at 15. Because, yeah, I mean, they've just been steadily productive, and it's... They might not ever have that 30-point game or 25-point game to win you the week, but if you're looking for, you know, a solid floor of, you know, 15 points a week, these are the kind of guys you want to look at. And, like, we'll have a few games with some down points, but, I mean, with Matt Ryan there, I expect the Colts' offense to be a little more consistent, so Michael Pittman's, you know, targets and catches aren't as, you know, outrageous as they were with Carson Wentz, who's struggled to produce consistent fantasy volume from a wide receiver. And... Uh, you know, Nick, uh, like you said, Davis Mills going into his second year as a starter with the Texans. You know, 
a little bit more in his rhythm. The team is, doesn't have the distraction with Deshaun Watson going yeah. on offside of it. Maybe they get a little bit better, but even still, he was productive last year with him at the quarterback position. So there's just also, too, with a lot of the other guys, there's a lot of, like, if you look at the guys that I have after them, there's just a lot of question marks and other things that have changed. I've moved Jerry Judy down. He's after them at 16. Rashad Bateman I have at 17 because I'm hoping that he'll be the wide receiver one on the Brown or, or on the Ravens. But Mark Andrews. what does that emerge as, you know, uh, Drake London, Terry McLaurin, Chris Olave, like, you got Drake London top 20? 18, yeah. He's going to get volume. I mean, who else is going to catch passes on that team? Kyle Pitts. Okay, but again. Cordell Patterson? No. <laughs> I'm not as big as Cordell Patterson getting as many catches as that. He's a running back. Oh, I, think, I, I think Drake London's going to get fed like 120 targets or something. He could yeah, be he's like. He's going to get a he ton. Could, don't get me wrong. I think he could have something like a Jalen Waddle season where he's not very productive with all of his touches, but he just gets fed so much volume that he ends up, you know, with 100 receptions and 1,000 yards just de facto. Okay. So that's, that's, again, why I have him. And. Again, this is one of those things you have to understand where, like, you know, wide receiver 16 to, like, wide receiver 21 are all kind of interchangeable. Flip those guys kind of how you will. Like, I I always like to do these kind of in tiers more, and then I sort the tiers out from right. from there than yeah, I do. Yeah, doing tiers of. is a really good idea, especially if, like, when I was, like, new to all of this, um, and, like, because I've been playing fantasy football for a long time, but, like, always as, like, a very casual player. But, like, once I kind of got into it, especially when we started our dynasty, was when I, like, got into, like, being, like, playing more seriously, kind of looking at off-season stuff. And then because of that, like, obviously I showed you guys my auction list for my redraft league. Um, breaking it in tiers makes it much easier to digest as far as, like, your own personal information goes. Because sure, sure. it, it, it does, as we were talking about earlier, come down to you have to be fluid and you have to adapt to what people in your league are doing. So, like, yeah, you can write down the, the, the tier list. You can write down the guys that are 1 through 50 and break it down by, you know, wide receiver, running back, whatever. But, like, having a, a list in a tier where you they're, – they're guys that you think. You know, you don't, you don't just listen to, like, one analyst, but, like, they're your guys in those tiers. And you go after those guys, and then, you know, as you go, you exhaust it. Also, I think it makes it way more fun. It makes it way more you get to get – more of your guys, you know what you mean? Like, you get to, you, you put the, a, a list together of, you know, maybe five wide receiver twos, and you might get two of those guys. You might get a second and a third. So, it, I don't know. That's my perspective on it. As somebody that is, like, kind of coming more into it and playing a little bit more serious as of the last year and a half. Yeah, again, because especially if you do, like, I where I look at it, and it's like, again, I said, like, wide receiver, you know, like, 16 to 21, you know, maybe even a little further than that are kind of interchangeable. It's so, like, when you have it tiered like that, you don't panic as much when, like, you see some of the wide receivers going where it's like, oh, like, you know, I was right, planning on taking I, this guy. I was planning this on guy. taking a running back here, but I got to grab this because my, the one running back I have is ranked running back or wide receiver 16, and looks like all the wide receivers are going, and the next guy might be wide receiver 21. By the time it gets to him, it's like, right, but if, wide, if the difference between wide receiver 16 and wide receiver 21 for you is, you know, half a point a game, then, like, just relax. Oh, Stick yeah. with your plan. Take the RB, you were, uh, take an RB, and then come grab the guy who's at 21 who you could see having the similar production to the guy that you had ranked a few spots higher because, especially with wide receivers, the difference between, as you get further down, the difference between some of these wide receivers isn't as great. Like, the difference between wide receiver 15 versus 25 is not as great as the difference between running back 15 versus running back 25 because running back falls off a cliff a lot sooner. So... Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I agree totally. So uh, that was kind of it as far as everything that I had as far as thinking about the wide receivers and how to replace them. So, again, I'd be looking to, you know, find the younger guys on the teams that look like they could break out, the, the ones that are wide receivers, threes, four. Again, the guy who's already established as the wide receiver two will probably remain the established wide receiver two. You want to look for the younger guys that are going to break out and try to establish them. And, again, if – you know, maybe some people in your league won't be as high on the guys who are buried on the depth chart, but try to look to acquire them. Again, the Steelers, try to acquire George Pickens if you can, because he might emerge. Because, I mean, Deontay Johnson's in the last year of his contract, and it doesn't seem like there's been much action happening on that. You know, try to grab one of the wide receiver, one of the rookie wide receivers in Green Bay, whether it be Christian Watson or Romeo Dubes, because they have a better chance to show up and emerge than Alan Lazard, who's been there for, you know, three or four years and has never really shown anything and it emerges that guy you know he's kind of been the wide receiver too there you know and 
did you want to talk at all about, about that other thing that you had done earlier, Rich, with the... Uh... Nah, I'm going to tweak that a little bit more. We'll put that on a, on a later episode. Okay. On a later so, episode. How are you guys feeling just about overall, just football in general, like just total general sense of the league, you know? Go Birds. Go Birds, obviously. Thank you, Keegan. Uh, go Birds, obviously. Um... We got the Deshaun Watson stuff happening right now, which you know is this this off season. I, I, I don't even know if I want to dig into right now. Yeah, we, well, we're, we're deep we, in the off we season. We might have to like dedicate a whole episode to like all of the ridiculousness and like the headlines and the crazy stuff that happens. Yeah, we got Kamara on the cusp of a possible long term suspension. Not long term, but like so many things. I mean, long term because his career is almost over. Wide but. receivers getting traded, like Tyreek mm. Hill. Uh, Devontae Adams, the Deshaun Watson the situation, Amari yeah. right. Cooper. Like, there's just so much stuff that happened this offseason. It, uh, it was bonkers. Let me let me give you let me pose a question, and this is just off the cuff. Um, give me, and I don't want you to think about it too long. Don't overthink it. Just give me one guy in Dynasty. And don't consider you have no, you know, he's not on your team. But give me one guy in Dynasty that you think is undervalued today on July second. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman? Uh, both the top Broncos wide receivers and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I think that uh, both of those guys. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders because I'm a homer, and Miles Sanders just put out some bad juju vibes yeah, bless your heart, the Eagles. Bless your heart. But, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to go ahead and flip it and reverse it. And he's going to have a breakout, uh, not breakout, he's going to have a better season than he has in the past two years. Yeah. I have Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton both as top 25 plays at wide receiver this year in in redraft. I'll fist bump that one right there. I I, I can't believe that they're both being ranked outside the top 30. I will. Russell Wilson's pass catcher. They shouldn't be outside the top 30. They they are in, in in most rankings there. That's where they're kind of falling at, which is kind if of you crazy. you had one of them on the back end, okay, like not outside the top 30, but you had them in the late 20s, uh, okay, I can understand the argument, but one of them's got to be a top 20 or early 20s. You can't have them outside the top 30. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And then, conversely, uh, you know, something that I would mentioned earlier, I have A.J. Brown at 21 and Devontae Smith at 27, so I don't have either of them as a top 20 play because I think they're going to kind of cannibalize each other. I think it might be like a Robert Woods, Cooper Cup situation with the Rams, but with a less... I don't know. I don't want to say pass heavy, but I guess explosive offense. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm a little more down on them than I think other people are probably. I think AJ Brown is still ranked around you know a top 12 wide receiver for a lot of fantasy experts out there, and yeah. I, I have him much yeah. further down. I'm looking at dynasty rankings too. If you're not looking for at Reader, he'll be he'll always be a little bit higher in in dynasty because of the age. Yeah. So this was redraft that I had him for. I had okay. him lower, okay. but okay. again. You know, so yeah, we we good. We I think that's it for today's episode. We're gonna be back, you know, in, in a little bit, a couple weeks. Hopefully, yeah. a couple weeks. Maybe you know we might have to do one absent Mike, who's got some business to take care of over the next few weeks. It might just new be job. Me rich. Yeah, new yeah, job. New job. But we'll. Uh, I think the next episode we'll discuss then. We'll probably be looking at something similar with running backs and the age that at which running backs fall off the cliff and what it means as far as replacing them because. Something that I had pointed out to these guys before when we were at, because we recently did our first rookie draft for our Dynasty League, so that happened recently for us. And one of the things that I noticed when I was going through some information was the amount of running backs that had come out of the, uh, what was it, the 2018 class, 2017 class? Uh, yeah, that one class, the 20, the one with Kamara, McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was what, 2017? That was the year the Eagles had the draft. That was the year that was here in Philly. So, yeah, it was 2017 draft. So, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Austin Eckler was undrafted, Aaron Jones was in there, um... What's it called? Melvin Gordon, I believe, was also in there as well. But basically, we're looking at about James Conner was also in there. We've got 10 running backs who went in that period, in that 2017 draft, that are all approaching that 27-28 season, and the drop-off is coming for them because it's usually the 28 season that happens for running backs. So that's the next thing we're going to kind of look at is how the running backs drop off, look at the running backs who are approaching that age, and kind of figure out what your plan should be as far as replacing them. But... Until then, until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich out, shirtless and sweaty, signing off. Mike Coyle, I love you all. 
Go Birds. Go Birds. Peace. Later. Out.